Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know that's going on in the marketing industry, especially digital marketing, because, well, that's, that's, that's where the majority of marketing does happen. Not to say that traditional marketing is not a good thing. You should always know that, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dyster. Let's get on with what's going on in the digital marketing world. All right, looks like... YouTube is launching a social media-like feature to YouTube. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Google has, well, tried again, but I think this time this actually might work. I know, weird, right? I mean, I had no problems with Google+. Plus. It just never had the traction that Google wanted it to have, and it kind of just died because what happened was that it tried to be like Facebook, but never was as good as Facebook or people just didn't understand why they needed to use this because they had Facebook instead. So it died even though at the end of its life, which is about now, it turned into something even better than what Facebook is, but since no one really used it, it's just, it's unfortunate. It was a good one. I know people, uh, there's still a sizable um, audience, but I don't think really has uh, the confidence anymore or really cares about it as much as it used to but YouTube community is a new way for subscribers to engage with their creators and it kind of gives a more uh, social media type feel to it my thing is, is why didn't Google try to do this before and just try to bridge the gap with YouTube to become more social long time ago I mean it could have done this a while ago be Facebook to the punch, but instead they pivoted and tried to do a Google Plus, which didn't really quite work out for them, and now they're here. So what happens is that uh, community can, you know, see what's going on. You can do updates. They can comment, like it, or thumbs up it, because Plus One is not a thing anymore, <laughs> apparently. Now it's thumbs up and thumbs down. Uh, but they can do that and you can you know engage with your audience a little bit more maybe in between videos and so people know what's going on with you as well uh, so it's gonna come out eventually it's not quite out yet they're testing it out with a handful of different YouTube uh, communities out there so be on the lookout for it but right now it's not out in the wild with everybody but it should be interesting to see what uh, businesses will do with this and how uh, the community will engage with them as well because this could be a very interesting way for brands to talk to their customers, talk to their people that subscribe to their channels as well. So be on the lookout for that. It should be an interesting experiment and see if it actually works out way better than what Google Plus did and the demise of it. I'm calling it the demise even though it took me, it took me a while to actually say that. It's basically the demise is it's going to happen. It's going to happen, folks. All right, Google also has introduced TrueView for action ads on YouTube. That's right, there are now call to action banners with while the video ad plays. And so when you see an ad, for example, it'll say, learn more, buy here. Kind of like what uh, Facebook has done with the brand pages of learn more, subscribe, all this other stuff. It does it right on, or I should say a little below the ad on YouTube so people can you know 
learn more about it, buy it, do all the fun things that people don't really like to do with ads because they <laughs> they would rather just skip, skip. That's what I do. I don't know then. Oh, there's a skip feature. Awesome. Skip. And I skip it. And I keep on skipping it. Because that's the better way of doing it. And that's just coming from a consumer side. From a marketing side, I always say make, you know, make the ads actually funny, informative, something of interest so people actually want to watch it. Now, unfortunately, these are ads, so nine times out of ten, most people don't watch it. But do your best at least to make them uh, interesting, or at least have people curious about it, because that is the best way to get people to watch your ads. But yes, uh, this is another added feature to the ads, and I think this will actually do pretty good as long as you do the ad right. You'll, it it will reward you with more people learning more about it or even buying it, which is what you want when you're a business. You want people to buy stuff. No point. Alright, have you been like dabbling in uh, Vimeo or wondering if you should use it or not? Well, Vimeo has launched Vimeo Business. That's right. Now you can uh, video host and have a marketing plan aimed at small businesses. And so use small businesses that actually have money to burn because it's not cheap. It's $500 a month. That's right. No, no, excuse me. It's $600 a month. Apologize for that. It's $600. But you get a whole bunch of uh, features to it. Uh, one of them is you get tools integration. They say best in class tools integration, but I'm just saying tools integration because I don't really know what that means. Uh, connection to the Vimeo's community of filmmakers, equipping businesses with everything they need to elevate their brand through video. So, I mean, the great takeaway here is that you get access to Vimeo's uh, professional filmmaker community and maybe you can make really compelling videos with them because usually for small businesses the hardest thing is to make videos because you either don't have enough time or you just don't know what you want and so with the help of professionals it could make it even better. You also get analytics and a content management platform as well. Uh, you get quite a bit of um, the file or memory size per month as well so it's not all entirely bad but uh, I mean it's a lot of money and no joke it's a lot of money you get five terabytes of storage per month you get lead generation tools as well a customizable player and video analytics so yeah you do get a lot it's just it's not cheap and some small businesses may be able not to afford that luckily Vimeo is offering a 30-day free trial to test it out and see if you like it or not. And so after the 30 days, you're like, nope, not working for me, and you can just get rid of it because sometimes you just need to get rid of it because not working. But yes, that is one of the new things coming from Vimeo. Also, Snapchat is uh, copying a Facebook style like ad targeting for email. That's right. Since Facebook's copying everything that Snapchat's doing, why doesn't Snapchat just copy some things that Facebook is doing? And this is one of them. So you'll be able to accurately target based on emails. So if you find someone that's using Snapchat and they go into your store and you can figure that out, then you can target an ad through Snapchat for that email or specific emails that you've gathered. Uh, so this can help. It's, it's in a way retargeting, even though Snapchat's 
head CEO has said it's really creepy. This is in a way of a retargeting type of mechanic. So it's kind of weird that they would say that, but then they're like, ooh, money, ooh, because it is really about the money and they made, it made a lot of money through ads. And so they're probably trying to find better ways of monetizing their site so they'll stay around forever and ever and ever until something new comes along. Because folks, that's really how it goes a lot of times. Facebook was the cool thing back in the early 2000s, and then it became the not cool thing. And now we have other ones, and we're inundated with so many different things, but and so many different strategies for each one of them. But this is the most interesting thing coming out of Snapchat, because Snapchat is a very popular site for a lot of younger people, the teens. They all, they all do the cool things, teens. Uh, but that is what Snapchat is doing. Uh, so it should be interesting to see when this will actually roll out to everybody. What I really want to see is them making actual like business type uh, profile uh, brands to have a little bit more analytics and a little, little bit other features so we can help them we'll make the best content for their followers and for other people to follow them. Because right now it's kind of like, uh, I think this is working. I'm not quite sure. We'll put it on an Excel file and see how many hits and looks and comments back that we get from this but i'm not really quite sure what's going on but i think it's working it's usually a guessing game on snapchat because that's what snapchat does it lets you guess all right facebook messenger adds a buy button native payments and link bots to facebook ads that's right there is going to be a new update ads platform for Facebook Messenger, you're also going to be able to buy things straight through Messenger and a better integration with bots. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. For marketers, if you really want to look at what Facebook is doing and how Facebook is changing, always look to Messenger now. Messenger is by far what Facebook will probably be like eventually. And I'm calling this now, but Facebook is eventually just going to turn to Facebook Messenger because that is the most popular side of Facebook as of right now. Uh, Facebook as itself isn't as popular as it used to be. So be on the lookout for Facebook to pivot to just be Facebook Messenger instead of what Facebook is right now. But as of, as of now, they are two different types of platforms. It's just Facebook Messenger seems to be the feature of what Facebook is going to be. And so be on the lookout for it. Be sure that you, if you are, you can get on it and be sure that everything is optimized so you can easily do that. And when I'm saying that Facebook is going to go away, the, the original site, yeah, probably not. It'll probably change to be a little bit different, but uh, less engagement is happening really on Facebook in general. And I feel like Messenger has a better engagement rate than what Facebook actually does. But yes, now you can get your customers to actually buy your products right through Facebook Messenger, which is another great thing as well. Also make sure that you have bots, or you're planning to make bots, make sure they're not spammy and annoying, because that's what a lot of Messenger bots are right now. They're spammy and they're annoying. If they're those two, you have not done your job and you've just annoyed a whole bunch of people. So be on the lookout for that, because seriously, stop being spammy and annoying. I tried out one bot and I just don't care anymore. I just kind of just go, oh, that's nice, because I, I, I really don't care. Uh, it And it's, its reason is bot development is in its early process, so 
we're not really getting the best it can be right now. Eventually it should get better, but we don't we don't really quite know yet. But like I said, I'm excited to see how the bite button will work with Facebook Messenger and people will actually use it as well. Um, but yes, uh, that is there and ads. Ads are gonna be a huge important thing. Uh, so you're gonna see a lot more advertisements for messenger only so messenger only sale or discount codes in the Facebook ads in general so you're gonna see a lot more of those uh, populate and so try to find ways of actually using that because you'll probably get a better engagement rate than you will on the Facebook original not Facebook messenger all right Instagram or aka Facebook with pictures <laughs> has finally released its comment option yeah that's right they actually were testing this out and they allowed Taylor Swift to use this when she got bombarded with frogs I think uh, and so Instagram had this tool and they were testing it out and now it's launched to everybody it's not really hard to in, to turn on what you gotta do is you gotta go to the settings and then you gotta go down and you gotta find the comments option once you find the comments option click it go to it and say turn on there'll be like a switch button and so just turn on where it has a check mark and there you go you can tailor to what you want or you can allow it to automatically do it itself I just allowed it to automatically do it itself but it's a good reminder for businesses to turn this on just in case uh, there's a lot of spammy bots out there on Instagram I've, I've run into several of them before they aren't fun you know that they're fake <laughs> it's really not that difficult to to figure out uh, but I think this is a really great way to at least get rid of those but if you just don't like vulgarity or inappropriate speech whatever that means you can now block it yay for blocking I don't really, I'm not always on the fence on that but for business purposes I think it's actually a really good thing to kind of monitor that maintain it and have you know a little backup with that because Pretty sure if you're a small business, you don't really have a lot of um, time to navigate all the bad or vulgar or inappropriate things that are being said. It's just, it's just the truth. All right, moving on. Google Analytics is now allowing you to uh, move properties to other accounts in just two steps. That's right. You can now well, move different types of property settings to different properties and different accounts, but just to let you know is that it's probably gonna take a couple minutes for actually this to happen uh, so all you gotta do is go to the settings go to a move property uh, and then uh, it's, it's gonna give you a little bit of options it says start now and then you can you know move it over to something else yay moving properties is fun uh, this is just another great way of you know having having it all you know kind of condensed into one so you don't have like 50 other things going on at the same time but to actually do this you have to be an admin so if you do not have admin rights find the person that has admin rights and do it that way because it's the only way it's gonna happen is if you have admin rights that's it that's, uh, that's all it's, it's just admin rights that's it right Facebook and Twitter are taking steps to well take on fake news that's right since uh, Facebook's debacle on its trending topics and having well, a fake article be trending for quite a while Facebook Twitter and a whole bunch of new sites are joining forces to combat them yes that's right they're now going to be commenting combating clickbait which is ironic because the only thing that's really popular on Facebook is <laughs> clickbait 
So basically, you're going to have to wipe out the better whole site. Anyways, uh, I think it's great just to get rid of a lot of the spammy and annoying articles that you know are fake, but people still share them for some weird reason. I've been known to share some not intentionally a couple of times, but it's not very often because I do my best to properly vet those because you should properly vet uh, which articles you actually want to share because if they're not truthful, you might not want to share those. But I always say do do your do your due diligence to properly vet them. Oh, that was a tongue twister, it seemed like. But yes, it's happening, people. They're eventually going to find ways of properly vetting it, probably saying this is an actual factual article, and it's okay. It's all good. It's all good, people here. We got it. It's all good. Yes, that's our, how they're going to do it. It's been Twitter joining forces which you haven't seen in quite a while. That's right. They've been frenemies for quite a long time, and now they're kind of being still frenemies, but just for a common cause. All right, there is something new on the horizon of Twitter. That's right. Twitter is finally releasing its quote-unquote longer tweets. What it means by longer tweets is that media does not count against your uh, tweet uh, count, so the, the character counts. I don't know why I couldn't get that out, but it doesn't count against your character counts. Media does not count against your character counts. That means links, pictures, GIFs, videos, anything like that does not count against it. Any words will, hashtags obviously will. So please do not try to link bait or link stuff. Do not try to picture stuff or video stuff because that would get annoying. But I know someone out there, some marketing person is going to be like, ooh, I can do this. No, do not do that. Now, there's interesting properties with that because now for your message on your business, you actually have way more space to actually do it. And you don't have to worry about the GIF being, how much is the GIF going to take off of that? How much is the video going to take off of that? How much is the picture going to take off of it? Don't to care about that anymore. You just have to care about, or the links, because links are, well, they can be long unless you use Bitly or one of the URL shorteners so you can, you know, properly track who's clicking on it, who isn't. Uh, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. It's completely gone. It's eradicated. Well, not yet. It's going to be eradicated or going to be changed on September 19th. So that's next week or in five days. So be prepared for that. Uh, brace yourselves for the awesomeness of better tweets, maybe. And brace yourself for Twitter still declining because that probably won't help too much. But yes, media does not count against your tweets. And that's including pictures, links, videos, GIFs. So have at it and don't stuff because that would be annoying. Very annoying. All right. Now, online retailers are being prepared for Apple Pay to launch or roll out on the web. That's right. People will be able to pay with their phones on Apple Pay through the web uh, soon with the addition of iOS 10. This isn't one of the new features that Apple has finally rolled out as well. So you're going to see places like Shopify and all these other places uh, gearing up towards it and launching it for everybody else. So you can easily pay with your phone because you don't want to get out your card, figure out the number, and blah, 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 because it's so annoying. Um, but for small businesses and e-commerce sites, uh, get prepared for this, be ready for this, make sure that you have all the necessary preparations for this as well. And it's actually rolling out on your site as well because this could be a... Big boon for a lot of online retailers and small businesses to actually use this because Apple Pay and Android Pay is seem 
seems to be more like the future nowadays. Uh, it doesn't seem like the chip cards are going to last as long as they have in Europe because they've been around in Europe for a while. They've just finally eventually come over to the United States. Uh, it looks like paying with your phone in some ways a lot more secure. In some ways it's not. It really just depends on the connection and the security on both ends of the site. But yes, mobile payments do have a way of securing a little bit more. Even if it's hacked, they'll give you a long string of numbers that aren't any way related to your credit card. Uh, so that is a little extra protection. So it's a little bit nicer than that. But yes, be ready for it. It is because iOS 10 already launched. So it should be a, a launched right now or soon, quite soon. Soon, very soon. All right, now I'm going to pivot to talk about a few different opinions that I have. One is how to handle a crisis. Now, Samsung is in crisis mode. Let's, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush. The Galaxy Note 7 has <laughs> been a black eye for them for quite a bit, for a little while now, for maybe a month or a little bit more, since word got out that, yes, their batteries did catch on fire and the phones did catch on fire. And so... Everybody from the U.S. government to even or other governments as well, just government agencies, have said, do not use this phone. Do not turn it on when you're on the flight. Don't even bring it with you. And it was rumored that uh, Note 7, uh, Samsung had a way of just um, remote shutting them off so that nobody can turn it back on. Also, they're going to have an over-the-air update to allow... Uh, so the charging is down to 60%, so there is no harm in that. But usually Samsung is like, please, just bring it in. Like, it's, it, Don't hurt yourself over it. It's just one of those things where businesses have to have a plan in place for this. Now, if you don't have a crisis plan, I highly recommend that you figure out a way to write one. And your first step is to figure out what a crisis is you will have and what an issue is. And what I mean by that is that an issue will go away a lot quicker, a crisis will not. It will stay in the news for quite a while. You will want it to, you know, leave, but it won't leave, and you're just like an annoying person that you never want to talk to. Uh, and so figure out the crisis, write a plan accordingly, and make sure that it is well-researched, it is well-written as well, and you have speaking points, press releases, social media posts, all pre-written. So what you can do in a case of an event like this, you send it out, it's already out there, and no one is wanting answers. They're like, why can't we have these answers? You have something that's clear and concise, and you train your employees to, when this does happen, you say nothing, or you say Hey, that you know what? That's a great question. Let me get back to you. Or let me refer you to the marketing department. They will have a better answer for you. Uh, make sure that your employees are on point with this. They know exactly what to say and what not to say. So you control the information that's coming out. Even though it's getting harder and harder these days, it's still a really good option to train your employees to make sure that they understand what they can and cannot say because sometimes employees will burn bridges or burn the company pretty badly because they said something probably shouldn't have not said. But the first thing is to find what a crisis and issue is. Research it is number two, and this is, a, this, is, this is a really good thing. Research the successes and the failures of companies that have been through these types of crises. Learn from their successes and failures and try to tailor 
your crisis plan to something that will hopefully help you guys in the long run and won't hurt your company even more. Uh, now, like I said before, it is important to plan ahead because when the crisis mode does happen, you're not going to have a lot of time to write all this stuff. You're going to be dealing with the press. You're going to be dealing with a whole bunch of other people, maybe even uh, government agencies, uh, depending on what industry you're in. It's just going to be a lot, a lot of time, a lot of hassle, and to not have a pre-prepared plan for the crisis that could happen is you stressing out more than you should because you didn't have a crisis plan in place. I always recommend it. Always have a crisis plan. Learn from Samsung's mistake. Learn from Sony's mistake. Learn from Target's mistake. Learn from Home Depot's mistake. All these hackings, put that in your crisis plan. Every business is online. Every business, business is uh, vulnerable to attack. Let's not beat around the bush. We're, every business is vulnerable to a hacking attack. It's just going to happen. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be frustrating. And it's going to be a big headache if you don't apply accordingly. That should always be in your crisis plan. I don't care who or what industry you're in. If you're using a computer, if you're online, you could get hacked. Or if you, and if you use emails, you could get hacked. That's just what it is and how it is. Now, moving on to rebranding, because uh, there's been an interesting thing going on in tech. Uh, one thing is Google is reportedly going to rebrand their phones uh, from Nexus to Pixel. Now, it's an interesting little thing because I don't really understand why they wouldn't just keep the Nexus name, because the Nexus name is a better household name in general because of the Nexus phones and how well they've been received. And Pixel's kind of, it's, it's a little, it's newer than the Nexus line. But it looks like they're going to be calling the Pixel phone instead, and they're going to be just branding it under the one, one brand, which is weird for Google because they usually do eight different things, and then you have to figure out which one they're actually going to keep and which one they're not going to keep. Because they do like to kill all their projects in notorious types of ways, like Google Reader. A lot of people weren't happy about that, but they did kill that. Uh, so if you're probably going to be doing a rebranding, uh, make sure you do a lot of research. Make sure you know what like your brand, uh, what feelings and emotions come out of your customers when they talk about your brand, and then do it accordingly and make sure that your uh, logo is well, as good as you can get. Because not everybody's going to like the rebranding no matter what you do. Uh, and so you're not going to get 100%, so let's just be honest with you. Also, just be always updating the people that care about your brand the most, saying this is going to happen. Make sure, as always, train your employees to say the right things that you have already planned out for them. Uh, and uh, just make sure you, you get out to the press as well, uh, saying, hey, there's a rebranding going on, this is what our new logo is. That type of thing so they can you know bring it out just as well but the point of a rebranding is to make sure that it's on point now google's done this a little bit but i'm not really in favor of the pixel rebranding i'd rather just rebrand it all to the nexus name because once again the nexus name is well known is well received and that's my thing i like the nexus name a little bit better than the pixel i mean i get it the why the pixel is what it is but uh, just make sure that when you do rebranding, it's what people actually want. Because if it's a bad rebranding, 
oh boy, you're in trouble because then you have to really convince people that this is what it is, this is why we did it, and this is why you should believe in it type of a thing uh, instead of just having the right one and people going, oh yeah, I really like that and getting better and more brand recognition that way. But to do a successful one, make sure you talk to the people that care about your brand the most. Make sure you understand like why they love or even hate your brand. I mean, that's it's never a bad thing to talk to people that actually really hate your brand too because they can give a lot of great insight just as much as the ones that love your brand at the same time. Make sure you talk to both of them. Uh, make sure you maybe even show some early designs to some people, see which ones they like, which ones they dislike. Maybe even do a contest as well. It's never a bad thing to get uh, your fans, your followers involved with this and making sure that they're, they feel like a part of the company that they love so much already. And so this might be actually a really good branding way of doing it. Like, oh, this is what we have. So which one do you like most? The most votes we may consider uh, using it for it. Or say the best one that wins is our new logo. If you really want to go that full bore, you can do it that way. Uh, and also just be sure it's not very, it's not confusing. The other thing is that it can be very confusing on why you're rebranding something, especially when customers are like, but it was fine before. Why are you doing it now? And you could have this very philosophical idea of why you're doing it, but if it's not really concrete enough, you could turn off a lot of customers. So just make sure it's there's a, re, a really good reason for it, not just a go, we wanted to, and we're just feeling like there's this better connection with this. And being like, and people are like, but I, I was already connected to this because if you do a rebranding, people are going to be upset that you're rebranding something that they already love and care about, and they don't really want to do that. They don't they don't like new things. So just be sure that you're well, ready for that as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, for successful, successful rebranding, just be sure that you're talking to your customers, talking to the press, uh, that you have a really good reason for the rebrand, and it's not just this abstract philosophical reasoning, but it's actually a very concrete business, as well as some philosophical. You can go a little bit there. Uh, but just, yeah, just be sure that there, it's a good reason your reason is going to be well received because if it's not really well received you could be in a bigger issue than you wanted to be and then just convincing people to come back because the rebrand could be a very bad idea just, just say it. could be bad not good all right and now we will talk, be talking about things to try out this week for your business. Now, Thrive for Email is a way for you to have a sales system for your email campaigns because email marketing is a very important thing for every business. If you don't have one, you should get one. Uh, it will allow you to automatically organize your inbox in a new way uh, to manage follow-ups and get the most out of your campaigns, focus on customer engagements, which is the most thing, and make following up a habit, which is another thing, because we all forget sometimes. Set up follow-up reminders, which is another great thing, and stay in your trusted tools, and and then they will handle your data as well. So this could be something for you if you're looking to do it. There is a 14-day free trial if you just want to try it out and see if it's actually good for you. But if you're looking for a better way of just managing your uh, email campaigns, Thrive for Email is for you. And that is the end of Marketing Blood. And thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google uh, Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
Pocket Cast. I'm on all of them. Just hit the subscribe, and if you like it so much, leave a review. It's up to you. Uh, also, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, LinkedIn Digital Coffee Podcast, and Vine Digital.Coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon. And I'm your host, Brett Deister, and join me on Friday when we go through gaming news with the Gamers Cafe. All right, guys. Have a good Thursday. Later. Bye.